and you shall receive that your joy may be full. And I think a lot of people's joy is full tonight because the uh, wicked witch of the Hermaphrodite, Mary McAuliffe, was bitch slapped into oblivion when he lost the election in Virginia. Terry McAuliffe, that criminal uh, racketeering uh, political whore uh, that used to whore himself with the Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton syndicate, has been thrown out. Terry McAuliffe, who threatened the people of Virginia, saying he was going to make their lives more difficult by forcing them to get the vaccine, well, guess what? Every Virginian said, oh, really? You're going to make our lives more difficult? We're going to take your political life, Terry McAuliffe. We're going to kill you, politically speaking. Not, not literally, figuratively. And they did. They destroyed Terry McAuliffe like the roadkill he is. And they're backing up over him for a few more roadkill times. So, yes, I'm understandably joyful. Uh, nothing gives me greater pleasure than to see these Democrats squirm with agony and reap the sins of their own actions. So uh, this is going to be a great conversation. Tonight, we will have Dr. E. Michael Jones, editor of Culture Wars, an author and a lecturer. I had the great uh, honor of being with uh, E. Michael Jones in Iran as part of the New Horizons Conference a few years back and uh, also he was a, a joint colleague of the most recent conference uh, uh, concerning the collapse of the American empire and things related to this wokeness and a lot of the other things that we've been discussing on the show. So we're going to have E. Michael Jones join us for an in-depth discussion both of what is happening in America domestically as reflected in these election, election uh, uh, revolutions and also what is happening internationally and uh, some of the potential false flags we could also be seeing erupt as these Democrats run for the cliff to jump over. But uh, before we do that, let's listen to sovereign advisors to teach us how not to fall over the cliff with these lemming Democrats. Let's let sovereign advisors educate us how to pull our parachutes for financial investments so we protect our assets for our children and grandchildren and uh, we don't go any any uh, fall into financial ruin. So let's go to Sovereign Advisors, and we'll be right back after that. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Family, finances, faith, and freedom are four things that most of us would do almost anything to protect. At American Media Periscope, we trust the team at Sovereign Advisors with financial advice. With over 27 years of experience, a team that believes in people over profit and shares our views that family, finances, faith, and freedom need to be protected can help you protect your finances from erosion due to governmental policies that are out of our control. What is in our control? Our own decision to act or to not act. At American Media Periscope, we encourage you to act. Action changes things. Call Sovereign Advisors today, ask for Dr. Kirk Elliott, and start working with a team that will help you protect your retirement assets while sharing your desire to protect family, faith, and freedom. Call them today at 720-605-3900 and tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Remember, freedom, it's up to us. 
Freedom is up to us, and thank you, John Chambers, for giving us the opportunity to have great sponsors like Sovereign Advisors educating us. And as well as our great guests to nourish our minds, I don't think there's anyone more nourishing than the great E. Michael Jones. I've had so many wonderful uh, conversations with him. I've had many appearances with him on Press TV and uh, the intellects that are very rare, and he is respected internationally. So let's bring on E. Michael Jones. Dr. Jones, it's always good to have you on with us. And I wanted to start out first with kind of an overview of what's happened in America, because I think it sets the tone for our second conversation, which is the uh, conference and the papers that myself, yourself, and many others submitted regarding the collapse of the American empire. What is it? What does it mean? What's causing it? All, all sorts of things. So before the collapse of the American empire, I think we see a lot of things occurring inside America's borders domestically and, and most uh, most recently and right front and center was this election in Virginia. And uh, I think the Virginia election has been a uh, has been a, um, a, a really a, a flare in the sky, a setting up of a domino effect where you'll have state, county, local elections where uh, people are not voting for a political candidate necessarily. They're voting against the tyrants. This was not a election, in my opinion, it was not an election that was won by Youngkin because he was charismatic or he was smart or he was politically poetic in his rhetoric. I think it was a backlash against McAuliffe and Biden and the forces of fascism and tyranny uh, that have, quote, threatened to make people's lives difficult by forcing them to get the mandate, fire them from their jobs, firing the police, firing the local fire department so people won't have anyone to call in a state of emergency, stopping the ships from coming into the cargo containers just ahead of Christmas time. All of these things that the Biden, McAuliffe, Murphy, and all these other Democrat, liberal, leftist, fascist, progressives uh, uh, egg, egged on by their mainstream media uh, sycophants, they just didn't seem to understand that the American people are slow to awake, slow to wrath, but once they get their blood up, once they you know, basic, basically make the connection that either I vote for McAuliffe, Democrats, Biden, and I die an agonizing death of vaccine poisons and my children become infertile and I you know, live in burlap and eat dirt. If I, if I vote for them, this is gonna happen. So I can't vote for them. I have to vote for Mickey Mouse, Winnie the Pooh, or Youngkin, or anyone else running. And I think that's gonna set the tone uh, between now and 2022. Uh, uh, and, and I just wanna get your opening thoughts on this first before we progress and what your thoughts were on this on this election and stuff. Go ahead, Dr. Jones. Yeah, I, I think, uh, thanks, Scott. I think, uh, I think uh, Obama got it exactly right. I think that they, the Democrats understood that uh, McAuliffe was in trouble and Obama came in and said, D don't, don't pay any attention to the culture wars. He actually used the term uh, culture wars and that's exactly what everyone paid attention to. So all uh, Youngkin had to do was not uh, basically murder somebody in broad daylight and McAuliffe uh, paved the way for his, for his election. This, this all started, began with school board meetings. Okay, the lady uh, goes to a school board meeting. This, this is basically the front lines now in the culture wars. It's school board meetings and it's 
city council meetings, you know? Uh, and so the lady goes to the school board and says, so, oh, wait a minute, I, I'd like to complain about this book here. My child is supposed to read this book and she flashes up the pictures on the screen and it's a graphic depiction of pedophilia. <laughs> and every the school board is shocked and they start telling the lady, uh, uh, there are children in the audience, please don't talk this way. Well, you're the one who's putting this book in front of children uh, and uh, they didn't know what to say and she caught them. And so what's the reaction going to be? Well, the reaction uh, from um, McAuliffe, he was in a debate and he said, I don't think parents should have anything to say about what goes on in the schools. Well, the Republicans, this is like manna from heaven. All they had to do was take that capture that picture and they played it and they played it and they suddenly galvanized all of these people uh, who were uh, upset about everything. Everything's going in the wrong direction and here you just served it right across. You lobbed this across the plate and the lady hit it out of the park. So at that point, another guy shows up and he it turns out that uh, his daughter was molested by a, a, a boy who was pretending to be a girl and got access to the to the ladies' room, and now they're going to the classic uh, scenario. They're going to blame the victim. They're going to blame the guy. The guy's getting agitated, and so that now we we're going to bring the feds into the whole thing. And now Attorney General Garland gets into the whole operation, and he says these people who are complaining about the books, they're domestic terrorists. This is, <laughs> I mean, they couldn't have done a worse job. They couldn't have done a worse job in in bungling all of these uh, things because the problem here is that this group of people has been talking to itself talking to its own group of people for so long they don't know how to talk to other people because everyone believes these things don't we don't we well no we don't and so they provided yunkin with the classic culture wars scenario now this is a throwback because i think i think he was being pushed in a certain direction uh, because they wanted Yunkins to uh, bring Trump in. They wanted to, they wanted him to talk about Trump. And Trump was, in many ways, an interruption in the whole culture wars narrative. It was an anomaly. He, he was doing something completely different. Everyone was upset. And now uh, Yunkin was smart enough to know, I'm not going to take that bait. I'm not going to rise to that. And he went right back to the old culture, uh, culture war scenario, and he won because it is still the, the, the primary problem here. Now, the problem situating culture wars in this scenario means you're gonna to have to talk about representative government because the whole culture wars is in many ways just geared to derail and uh, uh, bypass representative government. So you had the lowest form of representative government, which is basically school boards, and uh, the lady stepped up to the plate and uh, she won. She made the case that these people are not responsible to, responsive to the people who elect them. This is precisely the entire problem, not just in the United States, but in the entire world right now. You have people who get elected with money from big donors. They need the votes to get elected. As soon, they tell the voters what they wanna hear. As soon as they get elected, they do the bidding of the oligarchs. That's what got Trump elected for in 20, uh, four years ago, 2016. That was the wave, the, that wave of discontent, which we saw here in Virginia, it doesn't need 
Donald Trump. Okay, no, it, you're it, right. It, it, you're it, right. It needs That's... someone. It needs someone who understands the will of the people to kind of articulate what they're trying to, what they want, and yes. uh, access that will. That's what Trump did in his way. I, I compared it to a, the difference between the surfer and the wave. The wave is the important thing. The surfer, you know, you get one surfer, you get another surfer, but you have to have that wave. And the wave is this yeah. popular sense of discontent of people who are tired of being demonized for asking questions about pedophilia, for complaining about pedophilia at school board meetings. The yes. Democrats have gotten so far out of contact with reality that they can't talk to the majority of the American voters anymore. So I think that yes. that's what happened. Now, now the other issue here, of course, is what's Yunkin's going to do once he gets in power? Now, that's the real question. I know you, we, mm -hmm. we know what you said during the election. Now, what are you going to do once you're in power? And that's going to be the mm -hmm. crucial thing. Now, the background, it's not particularly encouraging. He worked for the Carlisle Group. I mean, if there are yes. ever oligarchs, it's the Carlisle Group. They are oh, the I mean, father Jordan. company of Booz Allen Hamilton. They were the father company of the military contractors. I worked for the Carlisle Group and Booz Allen Hamilton. So did Snowden. So did a whole bunch of people. You're right. They are right. not a, a good company or, or, or a good mission. So this is, a, this is a, a little cloud on the horizon. We had a, our, our sunny day, but now there's this cloud on the horizon. The mm -hmm. other cloud on the horizon is something I just discovered today. Uh, if you go back to June of 2015, Yunkins is saying we have to fight anti-Semitism. Well, wait a minute. We're <laughs> you got two strikes against you now. You got the ADL and you got the Carlisle Group. Now, these are this is not a good sign. Now, yeah. I don't want to preclude any good yeah. outcomes here, but uh, the question now is who, where is your allegiance? Mr. Young, yes. where is your allegiance? Is it to the people of Virginia who saw you as a way out of a bad situation? Or is it to these oligarchic groups uh, for whom you worked and yes. apparently to whom you're pandering uh, in June of this year? That's that's the big yeah. question now. Yeah. See, you're, you're hitting on a very, very surgically accurate point in this political analysis and debate because we're on the edge of a knife here this election was not because of yunkin and it wasn't because of trump and it wasn't because of ronna mcdaniel and it wasn't because of the republicans you're right the people rose up to face down and and kill tyranny they went out to kill goliath because he said he was going to come in rape your daughters in bathrooms by sexual schizophrenic boys wearing dresses and force you to get a vaccine mandate that's going to kill you in a year and and force critical race theory and all sorts of other things that's what caused people to rise up now we're in a precarious position because you're right now that the the victory was brought in we're in danger if we stick with and allow like the republican national committee chairwoman ronna mcdaniel to claim victory to claim this is a republican red wave to claim that this is you know because of us bullshit that woman should be fired and tarred and feathered and kicked out of the republican party she's the niece of of mitt romney he's bad she's bad there's nothing good about uh the republicans that have done this youngkin you're right he's being watched because it's not about his leadership he better recognize that he is being scrutinized are you on the side of the people 
or on the side of everything that we've been suffering for 20 years. This election even throws out people's need for Trump because Trump, in a sense, and I've, I've, I've supported him, but I have to also credit, be critical. Trump, when he got into office, how many problems did we have? You attacked Syria. You sent 52 missiles at Syria. You didn't get us out. You, you, you wobbled and waffled about uh, of, of, of Afghanistan and Iraq. You killed Soleimani because of Pompeo and because of the Zionist Mossad. Pompeo and Nikki Haley and all these neocon warmongers, including Lindsey Graham, all of their policies are be, being put forth. You got in fights with Russia. You, kicked, you allowed the Russian consulates to be closed down and kicked out by Obama. You managed to piss off the, the Russians. You, you allowed Jeff Sessions and all these other scumbags to basically uh, put the country through a torture machine for two years. Trump did all this, and then he introduced warp speed. Warp speed for a vaccine that everybody who's a doctor and, and scientist is saying this is a genocide. Uh, Trump did that. So he's got a lot of bad baggage, a lot of bad debts that I think are coming to be repaid. People are going, wait a minute. You've been out of office for nine, 10 months. You haven't done a damn thing except walk around, give speeches, some of which you've been booed at because you're trying to push people to get this vaccine. I think people are going, you know what? You had your chance, you had your day, and you haven't fought for the presidency. You haven't fought for what was a coup d'etat. What gives you a thought that we want you back? Because we don't want someone who's just gonna occupy a seat. Your daughter and, and uh, your son-in-law were part of the problem with their championing the gay homosexual flags under the, the, the embassies. So Trump, in a sense, was part of the culture wars problem. He was a he was a pacifist to it. He didn't stand in stark uh, opposition to it as, as a real conservative would have. So this is uh, this is something I think that's even going to come back and influence people to go. You know what? We need someone better than Trump. And people who run for office need to be running on a plank. I'm better than Trump. Vote for me, and I'm not just going to lead. I'm going to destroy all of this tyranny, all of the authoritarianism that these bad people were doing. Now, I want to mention one part, and I'm going to hand it back to you. Um, I wrote this today because I thought there's something that tells me that a false flag is uh, potentially coming. It may be inevitable. I hope not. I pray against it. And I encourage everybody to thank God that they got this opportunity because it wasn't any politician that did this. It was God's prayers or your, your people's prayers to God, I think, that really should be humbly thanked that God did this for us. He could have turned us over and we could be going into full wickedness and destruction, but we've been given a reprieve with this, hopefully. But people should be prayerful and thankful that God did this. But I, I, I said, the next part of the battle is this. And I wrote, be advised the US election in Virginia that defeated the Democrat Governor McAuliffe and established a Republican man named Yunkin seems to be setting up a domino effect uh, of other elections across America. It is born out of a rising sense of civil war in America and a backlash against the authoritarianism of the Biden administration. So we are advising, be prepared for a false flag attack to come, perhaps against Russia and the Black Sea. And we already see that happening now with ships going up into the Black Sea. Uh, or against Iran and the Persian Gulf, 
such as an Israeli submarine launching an attack, or against China and the Taiwan Straits. This will be a distraction operation, no doubt, and they will try to pull people's attention away from the political victory in Virginia. They may even use this as the stage for a Biden assassination in order to try and do a battle of the bulge countermaneuver ahead of the 2022 elections. They are going to get very desperate and dangerously reckless in my prediction. So I predict a false flag is coming to distract people away from uh, this election and all the other uh, potential dominoes in changes in thinking that this could evolve. I'll, I'll hand it to you to get your feedback, Dr. Jones. Well, I, I see, uh, I, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe you know things I don't know. But I, I think this was, this was a step in the right direction. Now, my fear uh, as this, the election was about to happen was that the election was going to be stolen. Uh, that would have been a step toward civil war. Because if you, yes. if you simply dis, you, uh, create a situation where people don't believe that elections make any difference, they're going to re have recourse to violence. Because what else is there? If you can't change things yes. by vote, what, how else can you change things? How else can you protect your children in the ladies' room uh, if you can't yes. get, the, get rid of the school board? So it did go in that direction. It went in the right direction. Now, the problem here is, are the Republicans simply going to co-opt it for their agenda? And not represent yes. the people that elected them. That's classic Republican. They 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 will take yeah. something and they'll blunt it and they'll bend it around so that it fits what they want to do rather than what the people want to want to see have done. That that's the problem. The other problem is so so what what you're seeing here is that the Biden Biden's got got no mandate basically. The only mandate he had was uh, the people who hated Trump. Okay. Yeah. And now he's coming in and he's enforcing this with a real heavy handedness. This vax mandate is really heavy handed and he's creating a reaction. Now, the reaction is geographical. OK, so you have uh, Texas and Florida as regions now where people can go if they're unhappy in New York and people are voting with yeah. their feet. They're moving from California to Texas and moving from New York to Florida. But then yep. once again, you got the same problem. So you got these guys who are chest thumpers. I don't want to. I don't want to denigrate uh, DeSantis or Abbott. I think DeSantis is yes. a courageous guy. But then you peel back, peel it back a little bit, and you got the same problem all over again. It's Zionism. <laughs> DeSantis yes. was the author of this bill that makes yep. it illegal to criticize Israel in Florida yes. universities. Uh, uh, Abbott comes on, and after. It makes a big show about you're not going to get a platform in Texas. And then he attacks Andrew Torba and Gab saying he's not welcome there because someone with a big Zionist flag behind him elbowed him in the ribs and told him to do that. This is the fundamental problem. The fundamental roadblock to uh, representative government is the Israel lobby. <laughs> you can't, yes. they cannot represent the people of the United States, the re legislators, uh, uh, because they have to sign a pledge. Cynthia McKinney made this clear. She, uh, before yes. she even took the oath of office, the fax machine churns out a pledge from IPAC saying, I will do whatever Israel wants. 
you got dual citizens who are running the operation. And, and uh, the problem is no one's allowed to talk about this. Well, if we can't talk about yes. it, it's just going to go back to business as usual. And I'm telling you, if you disillusion the people again and again and again, they're going to lose faith in the system. And that will hasten yes. a, a violent end to this whole thing. And I don't think anyone wants a violent end. I want a peaceful transition back to representative government where the yep. government of the United States represents the people of the United States and not the Israel lobby. And so that we can mo modestly return to the Republic that, that, that we have abandoned that that's, yes. that's the goal. Well, you're, you're identifying a very, uh, key part. And I saw this when I was in the United States Army in doing psychological operations and, and uh, I saw firsthand the Jewish Zionist Mossad pretending to be Arabs, doing horrific, torturous things uh, and, and taking videos of it and sending it to U.S. Intel. And it was causing some people, you know, it, their goal was to psychologically manipulate the American troops into being hostile against the Arabs and the Muslims and the Iraqis. And uh, it, some of the things they did were so bloodthirsty and horrific, they made hostile look like a Raggedy Ann cartoon. Uh, Bradley Manning popped. He couldn't handle it. That's why he, you know, went went off the deep end. Is because of the intel and the and the and the data that the Israelis sent, and they did it to pro, to to prolong the American military juggernaut, the Odinon plan, to try and expand their territory. The Israeli Zionist agenda is to do that. They're doing it against Syria. They're doing it against Yemen. They're doing it uh, on, and now they're trying to once again, foment a, a, a war against Iran uh, and, and trying desperately to justify the American troops getting involved. Now, using this as a transition point, you know, we did our, our, our talk, our conference, our paper on the collapse of the American empire. And I took a little bit of a different tack. I went into a sociological analysis based on my PhD studies, which was the family and marriage and sexuality and children and the microcosm of the family determines the health of a society. And when you destroy that with pornography and homosexuality and out of wedlock births and fornication, cohabitation, when you get rid of the laws that structure and protect the family, you inevitably destroy your society. And you, you see that in America with the sexual schizophrenia of transgenderism and homosexuality. And that translates into boys dressing up as girls and then raping girls in bathrooms uh, and, and much more vile behaviors and such. That is the cause of the collapse of, of America. And the question is, is it, is it going to, you know, right itself? And uh, are, are, we, are we going to be, uh, you know, shifting away from this uh, again? Because the, it's part of the Zionist agenda is to demoralize the society, to introduce this wokeness, is what President Vladimir Putin said, is a monstrous crime against humanity which I agree with wholeheartedly. It is a monstrous crime of hu against humanity to try and do gender experimentation on your children. And that's what America is doing in our American schools, which was what they re rebelled against in this election. But uh, how, do you, how do you see this uh, Zionist agenda against Iran in this stage that we're at uh, and, and the collapse of the American empire Maybe you can uh, bring those together in your in your uh, your paper and your writing. Actually, you know what? Let's revisit that. We've got a break right now. We'll be right back after the break, and we'll let Dr. Jones pick that up and talk uh, the paper he gave and the conference. But let's go to our break, and we'll be right back.
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99 or for a limited time you can get my six-piece towel sets regularly $109.99 now only $39.99 the lowest price ever with your promo code uh amp is a or i'm sorry the my pillow product is a very good thing for christmas people should be looking at that because if you type in the amp 888 is your promo code you get all these discounts and the dog beds are very very key uh if you have pets or friends or family so this is Christmas time. And again, Mike Lindell is one of the patriots in, that has been reinvesting into America and they have shut down all of his stores. He doesn't, he's not able to sell his products in, uh, in Costco or, or Bed Bath and Beyond or anything anymore. So the patriots really have to come together and support these uh, conservative leaders and business owners. So if you, if you're inclined, and I, I think everyone should, Buy some products from my pillow and give it give it away as gifts, bedspreads, bed pillows, towels, uh, all sorts of stuff. So my pillow is something we need to invest in for America. Uh, Dr. Jones, I want to hand it back to you to get your comments on the conference on the paper and this whole collapse of the American Empire and uh, you know the, the the Zionist role in that. Go ahead, Dr. Jones. Yeah, well, there. If you you were talking about uh, uh, sex, the family, and so on and so forth before. There's, a, uh, there's an internal logic to sexual revolution. And the internal logic is always away from sex because sex is what it is, okay? And so you have to move away from it in order to have some type of revolutionary movement. Now, the farther you move away, the fewer people you have who are interested in it. So you saw, uh, let's say, uh, the, the move from, uh, let's say, uh, what would it be? The sexual revolution of the 60s, which was basically mm -hmm. fornication. And then yeah. you had adultery and then you had wife swapping and then we're heading off in that direction. And they have pornography kind of cataloging this. And then, wait a minute, suddenly we got homosexuality. Well, wait a minute, you just cut out 99% of the population. They're not interested in that. It's only a mm -hmm. small percentage. But even that is recognizable compared to what you have now, which is transgenderism. So you've got an even smaller, you've, so the, the smaller percentage of people that are attracted to it uh, means the larger number of people who are revulsed, who are uh, 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 appalled by it. And that's what, that's what tipped the election in Virginia. It, it was simply that. So you yeah. had the internal logic of the uh, sexual revolutionaries turning against themselves and kicking them out of office. And so we, we need follow-up. You can't, this is a military campaign, okay? So the, uh, the reason Iran, Persia lost to the uh, Arabs 
way back when is that they didn't follow up and they didn't go kill the army after they routed the army. So now the Republicans are have to come in and they're going to have to mop, have a mopping up operation, move from the beachhead in and take take care of this thing. If they don't, yes. it will just create more disillusionment. Now, yes, you can have a point here where you have large numbers of people all reacting to the same stimuli, even though they don't even talk about it. They all know what's going on. And I'm saying one of these moments in history was 1979. And what you had was a dual uh, uprising against materialism, a dual uh, uprising against the status quo that had been established after World War II, which was basically the United States versus the Soviet Union. And so in Iran, uh, when the Ayatollah Khomeini arrived, uh, in Tehran in February, you had an uprising against American materialism uh, mm -hmm. as promoted by the Shah. The, the Iranians had had enough of it. It was over and the revolution took place. Four months later, Pope John Paul II shows up in uh, uh, Warsaw. The Polish Pope goes back to Warsaw, says mass, and there are millions of millions, a million people there going to mass. And you can see the pictures of the soldiers of the officially atheistic Poland making the sign of the cross, which means that everybody is still Catholic and communism was mm -hmm. the elite and it never penetrated. That was a mo moment in history that there, there was a moment when John Paul II tried to contact the Ayatollah Khomeini, he actually sent him a letter. Uh, because he wanted his cooperation to end the hostage crisis. He didn't obviously didn't get the memo that George Bush was orchestrating the hostage crisis so that they mm. drive Jimmy Carter out of office. Uh, didn't know mm. that, but uh, it got nowhere. And and the Ayatollah wrote a kind of rude letter back to him, basically mind your own business. I think he felt that he was a puppet of American foreign policy and didn't like that idea. Uh, so he had two people again. <laughs> Uh, two surfers on the wave <laughs> that can't talk to each other, pretty much can't talk to each other. And so that collaboration never happened. And what happened, the fall of communism led to the rise of neoconservatism and everything went back, uh, 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 two steps backward after going one step forward. And now we're back in a situation where we're still trying to move forward now. And now it's the American empire that's on, on the ropes. Uh, we see Afghanistan. We see all kinds of um, all kinds of problems from a foreign policy point of view. But as I said in the, our conference, I said the main problem right now is that the American government is at odds with the American people. That's yes. not going to go well. You can't have a situation where the people who are in charge, uh, who are supposed to be public servants, hold the people in contempt. It's not going yes. to work. It's going to cause the resentment. Virginia was a manifestation of that resentment. Yes. And and either one of two things is going to happen. Either there's going to be reform, in which case we will postpone maybe the end of the American empire. Maybe we'll have a strategic mm -hmm. withdrawal because we're way overextended now. Uh, can't really enforce what we're doing. Maybe we'll have uh, stop telling people uh, that they have to get vaccinated. Uh, back off on the homosexual agenda with all this affirmative action, making some type, weakening the military and everything else by enforcing this weird code of behavior where the guy, you can't say the guy, uh, the, uh, you have to address this guy who's obviously some fat, ugly guy, and you have to call him Miss So-and-so. Uh, back off. Are you going to back off? 
if you don't, it's going to break. And I think that so yes. what you're going to see here is the rise of regionalism. It's happening. Already. Yes, because, that's exactly because, right. And I'm glad you brought because, that up. You said exactly what I've been saying. The regional emergence of regional powers, regional states, the moral coagulations of people. That's why they're leaving California uh, for Florida or other states. It is a symptom of the regionalization that you described. I just about jumped up clapping when I heard you on the conference say that. I was like, damn, he's saying the same thing. We're all on the same sheet. Please continue and expand that because you're right yeah. on the money on the regionalism. So so what does, what, concretely, what is that going to mean? That's the, the cutting edge that is going to be, it'll be COVID. Uh, are people allowed to make decisions, local decisions, or it's going to be abortion. They're both health related things here. And what we're going to have to uh, admit, I think the Supreme Court, I think they're already edging in this direction because of the uh, Texas bill, refusing to strike down the Texas bill, is that basically there will never be a consensus on abortion. Never. If it hasn't happened after whatever it is, 40, we're going on 50 years now. Uh, yeah. yeah, next year, uh, no, two years from now, it'll be 50 years. 50 years, and there's no consensus. And no one was more troubled by this than Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who wanted to have everyone celebrate her as the saint of, uh, of abortion. And uh, she won out, and we all became docile Germans and accepted, internalized the commands of our oppressors. It did not happen. It is not going to happen. The tide is heading in the yeah. opposite direction now. And if you don't yeah. want it to break, you better be uh, let it bend. And so what yes. you, if you, if you want an abortion, honey, then move to New York. Uh, I once saw a sign uh, from a lady in San Francisco. I think it was a gay pride demonstration. And she held up a sign and said, I moved here to get away from people like you. Well, I think you're right. That's a good idea. But don't, so don't impose these draconian mandates on everyone. Let's have some re return to the original principles, which is basically that there were states there was a reason that we had states and not just one huge uh, bureaucracy for everyone. After World War II, everything headed in that direction. And now I think the tide is turning and we're going to see this is the crucial issue right now. Right now, are, mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is, I, I have very little faith in the Republican Party based on experience. Uh, but yeah. is, is, is there going to be some politician who sees a moment of opportunity here and gets to gets that board up and starts surfing on that wave is that going to happen let's see what happens with uh, mr yunkin does he is he going to do anything or is it just going to be he's going to be the representative of the carlisle group and the adl that's the big question yeah it is the it is it is the uh self-determination question because either it will spell out the death of the republican party because the republican party will demonstrate itself once again to be feeble effeminate beta male uh uh, uh milk toast weakling halfwits like mitch mcconnell that will uh like whining dogs go whimpering up to the democrats to say can't we all get along can't we all get rich as politicians and the democrats are werewolves fanatical ideology ideologically fanatical rabid dogs that want to tear the throats out of everything conservative and every conservative republicans there's people don't understand that and uh, uh the republicans 
if if they think they can say, okay, we got it now, you all go back home and go to work and 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 earn taxes to 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 fill our coffers as Republicans, they're gonna do if they do that, they're gonna go the way of Boehner and they're gonna go the way of uh, Paul Ryan, which led to uh, the the Republican Party crashing on the reefs and they they you know rejected Trump and stuff like that. The only hope. Uh, which is consistent with the emotions and the uh, the deep subconscious issues within the electorate. The only way for political success or of people animate and express the anger, the moral outrage, the fury, the fearlessness the, the, that provoked people to uh, go into this fight and to get militant uh once you get militant you get into a fight you get your adrenaline up the hair on the back of your head stands up you you're you're in fighting mode you can't kind of just turn that off you you uh you you it takes a while to calm down we're still in fighting mode people's blood is up people are are looking to to continue to fight and that needs to be developed and expanded to say uh the only people who should be running as Republicans are those who are more Trump than Trump and will say no mandates, no masks, no vaccinations, uh, and fix some of the stupid things that DeSantis and Abbott did, such as the no criticize Israel, which is totally unconstitutional to say you can't criticize or boycott Israel. You can't criticize or boycott, boycott Germany or Scotland or Japan. Of course you can. That's what made the Constitution the freedom of the American people. So tyranny under a Republican governor like DeSantis saying something like that is just as bad as the tyranny under the uh, mental zombie Joe Biden. And we are not a nation of, of, of servant people under tyrants. And I've said it on press TV. I've said it on numerous occasions, exactly what you're saying. The, the American people, and I, I don't have faith in the Republican Party either. I think the whole country is going to, to uh, begin to rip like new wine in the old wineskins, right? The new garment in the old garment. The, the, the seams are going to start splitting, and you're going to see militant, aggressive, not, not crazy, not violent, not, you know, uh, hillbilly Confederates and crazy stuff like that. No, but you're going to have people that I think are going to resurrect the love and the passion for conservative independence and and what you're describing moderation the the i mean we're having a separation of the sheep of the goats that's the spiritual implications of this so people are separating on these lines and what what i want to ask you too is one of the reasons this one of the one of the things we will see and i've said it before the left and the democrats are not going to get any better they're not going to get healthy. They're not going to get sane. They're not going to get normal. They're not going to respect you. They're not going to respect anything. They are only like we've seen the media tonight and yesterday calling this a Trump variant. And this is, you know, white racism. And they, they can't get what you're saying, Mike. And that is the American people voted against all of your tyranny. That's what this election was about. And that's what every election going forward is all about. And there's no in-between. And the Democrats are not going to be able to change. They are only going to become more vile and vicious and angry, which I think is only going to drive more and more people into that conservative 
uh, Republican ranks. Now we have to clean out the Republicans and get better Republicans, not these rhinos or Lindsey Graham, you know, gay flag wearing guys, but the, the whole country, I think, needs to separate between the conservatives who don't want war with Iran, don't want war in Ukraine, don't want war with Russia, don't want to be going down this level. They're not the military industrial complex, uh, uh, you know, General Milley and all these other fools that we've suffered for 20 years since 9-11. The American people do not want a future that has resembled the last 20 years of the past. I'll hand it back to you, Dr. Jones. Yeah, I think part of talking about the end of the American empire means trying to talk about what's going to come about after the American empire. And uh, so there were people yesterday talking about the multipolar world. And then one guy says, starts talking about multipolar values. I don't think there is such a thing as multipolar right. values. There's one no, set of values, okay? And yeah. that's what I tried to articulate in the talk uh, because it's not new. It's it, you got uh, President Ahmadinejad who uh, wrote that manifesto. I saw a copy of it. Uh, he says, we have to get back to what we have in common as human beings. And he said, yes, it's reason. It's reason. Yeah, that's true. And, and the word that I've been using for this is logos. Okay. Yes. And you have President Putin uh, saying the same thing. Yeah. He's looking at us yeah. and saying, the Bolsheviks have taken over America now. We know what happens when that happens. They took yes. over here and now they're taking over over there. Well, the question mm -hmm. is, can we take a step back? Uh, 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 from the brink, uh, and I think yesterday was a step back in that regard. Mm -hmm. But what uh, mm -hmm. we have to have some type of content here. We know what their content is. It's racism. It's critical race yes. theory. It's gender ideology. It's all this weird shit that nobody likes. Mm -hmm. And they back themselves mm -hmm. into a corner. And they don't know how to get out of it. What do we believe yes. in? Well, we believe in Logos. We believe in the, there's an order, there's a God, there's a God who created the universe. He put an order in the universe and an mm -hmm. order in your mind that corresponds to that. And if you want a successful life, you better figure out what it is. And then mm -hmm. not only that, you need to base your government uh, on the same type of principles. Yes. Which is exactly what John Adams said when he said, we have no mm -hmm. constitution that functions in the absence of a moral people. That's yes. what that's so there, if you go back to the empire, the Greek empire under Alexander the Great, he conquered the world and died as a young man. And that was that. Uh, but he spread the Greek language throughout that entire area. And now people who could never talk to each other before now could talk to each other because they had a common language. Same thing happened with the Roman Empire, which was the successor to the Greek Empire. That language was Latin. They spread it all throughout the Mediterranean, all, and more importantly, throughout Europe, so that these warring German tribes could have some type of what they call the lingua franca, the com common yes. language. So the Ro Rome collapses. All empires are going to collapse. They are natural yes. phenomena. Everything yes. natural has a beginning, it grows, and then it dies. What we're yes. looking for is the aftermath, and the aftermath is logos. There's a language that exists, and we saw that in that conference. People all yes. over the world headquartered in Tehran all speaking English. That's significant. Yes. That's significant yes. because we, uh, we as the heirs, I'm saying we are the heirs. 
I'm saying John yeah. Adams understood something about the tradition of Logos as he understood it from the Ro Roman and Greek tradition. And we are heirs of that tradition in a way that China certainly is not. Okay. And the language yeah. is there and we have to have the vocabulary to talk to people so that we can have some type of peaceful collaboration mm -hmm. with, so you need, you need unity and you need diversity. Yeah. You need both. You can't mm -hmm. just have multipolar, whatever, multipolar mm -hmm. values. You need some type of unity. The unity is language is logos. It means we can speak to each other and we accept the kind of uh, the transcendent logos that made its appearance in Greece. Mm -hmm. We have, that's, that's basically what civilization is. It's passing yeah. that on from one generation to the other, trying to mm -hmm. prevent the oligarchs from taking over and running your country into the ground for their personal benefit. That's the battle. It's always been the mm -hmm. battle and the empire fails because it basically goes along with that. But what mm -hmm. comes after it is, there's a sign of hope, I think, on the horizon. And that conference was mm -hmm. an expression of it. Yeah. Well, the uh, the fact that when we went to this conference, uh, you know, and there's a lot of military, former CIA, former State Department officials, you know, guys that were retired went over to this conference, that upon return, uh, funny enough, you have Segal Mandelker, a dual, dual Israeli citizen, who is the Secretary of Treasury under the Foreign Assets Control, immediately set in motion sanctions against everybody that 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 invited people to that conference, that conducted it, uh, Nader and his wife and 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 uh, Hamid and numerous press TV people and who who were inviting Americans and Europeans and Australians and Canadians to a dialogue conversation, as you're saying the the. The, the, the language and the dialogue and the, and the logos were all present at that conference. And yet it was the Jewish dual Israeli Zionist Segal Mandelker and Munchkin, the uh, secretary of treasury that set in motion uh, actions that no American would want. Every single American in the continental United States would look you and I in the eye and say, thank you, gentlemen, for going over there and being great representatives of our country. You went over to Iran. They liked you. You spoke truth. You spoke it with authority. You showed love. You showed compassion. You were, you were creative. You were hopeful, optimistic. You were on Iranian national television live. You did better things for our country than anyone has ever done in the history of American-Iranian relations. That's what every American would say to you and I and the others that were there. Instead, the American people were denied that opportunity by dual Israeli Zionists, Munchkin and Sagal Mandelker and others, who then kidnapped Marzia Hashimi, tortured her, uh, and all sorts of other things to pursue this war agenda Americans at war with Iran and Fox News and Hannity and these other retards up there are up there regurgitating this nonsense. And it is the greatest betrayal of truth. It is the greatest dishonor that, that this the American people have no idea really, except for this channel that's talking about it. The American people don't realize just how much they've been betrayed by these dual Israeli Zionists in the State Department, in the Treasury, uh, in on in the Biden administration, and and this can't be tolerated anymore. 
and I, I, I think we're, we're, we need to move in that direction of, of not tolerating this, the, these sort of actions. And ironically, I'd say Russia is emerging uh, because of its, cons he, Russia said, President Ru uh, Putin had said, we're going to pursue a culture and a government of healthy conservatism. Well, then again, every, every American in the United States would say, yes, I agree. Healthy conservatism is exactly what should define your culture, your family, your, your entertainment, your government, because it is the least toxic. It's the least uh, uh, prone to uh, triggering violence and sexual perversion and, and immorality and, and, and maliciousness and misanthropy and things like that. Uh, so I'll, I'll hand it back to you, Dr. Jones, to see how, how do you see this evolution of American thinking towards Iran and Russia uh, proceeding? Go ahead. Well, we have to eliminate this blockage here. You've got this 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 little aperture uh, that basically controls the relationship between these two states, dominated by people that don't represent the interests of the United States. They're representing mm -hmm. Israel's interests. The money's going to Israel. They're, they're, the, the, the control is in favor of Israel, and, and, and it's all pushing toward war in favor of Israel. How is that in the interest of the United States of America? Have we learned any lessons? Did we learn any lesson about Afghanistan? Did we learn any lesson about uh, after our experiences in Iraq? Have we learned any lessons about the debacle in Syria? The lesson that I think we've learned is don't let dual citizens run your foreign policy. It's that simple. Yeah. Don't let yeah. these people run your foreign policy unless you want trillion dollar debt, dead soldiers returning in body bags and, and a, a, a world that's on the edge of its seat waiting for the next war to break out. Wait, we have to break the hold of this group of people over our culture, whether it's pornography whether it's foreign policy, whether it's usury, it's the same group of people. They have a stranglehold on our culture and we have to just pry their fingers off the steering wheel before they drive the car over the cliff. Well, let me ask you, um, driving the car over the cliff, it seems that the borders that are being overwhelmed by Haitians and third worlders and South Americans and everybody under the sun rushing up to the border that seems to be a, I mean, Zionist operation as well. There's been trucks with the blue star of David being photographed uh, and, and other things. This rush to the border, I see as going to be replicating the rape of Berlin. We know what happened after the fall of uh, Germany and Berlin in 1945. The Red Army comes in and it was the rape of Berlin. I see the same th thing coming up through the southern border, the rape of the southern border America because this is this is a a tsunami, a deluge, a mad dash, like in the day of pioneers' days when they would rush out in wagons and plant a flag in the soil. Every immigrant, every third worlder, is going to become rushing into this country uh, under Biden, and I could see Biden and these tr communist traitors and these Bolsheviks uh, opening up the border. And, and letting them in for the purposes of politically, as Tucker said to, overthrowing the population establishment in this country and uh, 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 taking over the country with what they've done by mail-in ballots in California. And all you need to do is show a driver's license. Uh, it doesn't matter what country you're from. Then you can automatically vote. Then the Democrats have, have 
taken over in communist you know numbers by people that shouldn't be coming in here how do you see the border uh a deluge rush overthrow issue uh, uh evolving over the next uh year go ahead sir well you have to identify who's doing it uh this you can identify this the, uh, hey why are there haitians at the mexican border did they swim from haiti to mexico no groups brought them over and we can find out who these groups are, these NGOs that are involved in this type of thing. And you can say, no, you're breaking the law. It's, it's clear, this is much clearer in, uh, in Europe, uh, where people like Barbara Lerner Specter, you can type her name in, she's on Google, telling Europeans, uh, you know, we Jews are going to teach you how to become a multicultural society. Well, wait a minute. I didn't ask you to do that. We didn't ask you to do that. Who appointed you uh, to, to, to on this mission? Who gave you this mission? We didn't do it. So you have to go. You're going to have to address, deal with the people who are doing it. Now, this guy, uh, I, to be honest with you, uh, I think it, that would be more effective than building a wall because these people don't get there by themselves. OK, they have help yeah. in doing this. You have to deal with the people who are getting the thing. And then once you start dealing with those people, then you're going to be in a, uh, a political situation and there are going to be groups that are going to come together and say, oh, no, you can't do that because if you do that, you're, if you say that, you're a bad person. You're an anti-Semite if you say that or something like that. We have to break this stranglehold, okay? Otherwise, the, the, when you were talking, I thought of the situation in Philadelphia. I grew up in Philadelphia. I used to take the Frankfurt L to get to work. My wife took it to get to work. And there's a woman uh, gets raped on the, uh, this, the L, the elevated train. Uh, and what do you have? Was the car empty? No, there were people there. They all had cell phones. And instead of calling 911, they photographed the rape. Now, you, have you someone out there, has turned this country into a uh, a, a group of uh, pornography watching bystanders who simply can't come to, the, they have become such passive, so passive by looking at these screens all the time that they can't even call the, call the cops on the phone. They can't even dial 911. Now that's exacerbated by this, by uh, George Soros, I have to say, Larry Krasner is the DA in Philadelphia, and he's a Soros DA, and this is the type of people that go in there and say, we're not gonna prosecute crimes if a, a people of a certain color commit them. And you have a, a disaster waiting to happen, and it happened right there, because you have this sense now that uh, there's no law. Now, the, to, to, this guy, it turns out, was a, uh, an immigrant, an I think he was an illegal immigrant, from the Congo. Yes. I, I, yeah. I have no brief against people in the Congo. I'm saying right. if you bring people in, I, I experienced this personally when I was in Germany. I was in Berlin uh, in 1975, and I was living with uh, Palestinians. And you saw the effect that a new culture had on these people. Okay. Yeah. These were guys who came, uh, grew up in a puritanical Islamic culture, and they go to Berlin, which has always been one of the most decadent cities in the world, yes. even in yes. Germany, and uh, they went crazy. Well, that's what happens when you have immigration. People, are, uh, most people act according to custom, not principle. And when back yeah. home, this is the way we do things. Well, you're not back yeah. home anymore. Classic yeah. example was the blacks that came up 
from Mississippi to Chicago, okay, during the 50s, okay? You're under a segregated system, under the thumb of the white sheriff. You come up and nobody's telling you what to do and you got more money than you ever had and everybody went crazy. And uh, the result was chaos, the destruction of the family and the formation of gangs like the yeah. Blackstone Rangers and all those other things. It's a natural consequence of immigration. It happened to the Irish as well. And they, they finally stabilized thanks to the Catholic parish, which provided some type of stability yes. in their lives. Yes. But that's what you're asking for. Okay. So yes. we have to, again, uh, apply the rules here, apply the rules and have some type of coherent sense of what a social order is so that we stop throwing gasoline on yes. the fire. That's all yes. we're doing, throwing gasoline See, on the fire. Yeah, and and uh, you're right, because if these sort of immigration, raping cultural mentalities uh, come up into America thinking they can rape and pillage like an amusement park, then you're going to see America descend into tribalism. Clans, in, in the old Scottish sense, the Scottish clans, the McDougal, the Ferguson, the Corbett, well, we're all standing against the English. Well, that is going to be occurring again when uh, Americans see that there is no law, there are no there there are no attorneys that are are prosecuting the law. So we have to be a law unto ourselves. And then you've got clans and tribalism uh, exercising whatever force needs to be done to protect their women, daughters, mothers on the train. Uh, I saw this too on a video. A bunch of Moroccans mugged a, a Belgium lady, threw her off a bus, cut her head, her whole skin was flapping down, and they were laughing about it. That day is coming to America with this uh, uh, tsunami of savages that uh, no one in the Democrat Party or Biden or, or want to control, and not many in the Republican have the manhood to stand up. So I see it going the way of, of tribalism, uh, out of a self-survival uh instinct that's that's inevitably going to be triggered because of the chaos that they've they will bring as we've seen the chaos that they've brought into europe when they've come in from these third world nations mike we're we've run out of time but i want to give you a last uh 30 seconds to give us your website your email any way that you'd like people to follow you how they can get your materials how they can support you Go ahead, give us your, your closing contact information, Dr. Jones. And thank yeah, you so we, much for being we started off by saying that Virginia was a classic operation in the culture wars and how you can win the culture wars if you know what to say. So subscribe to Culture Wars magazine. Go to culturewars.com, subscribe, and you'll understand how, these, how this works and how to win. Go to fidelitypress.org and you can buy my books, including uh, my most recent book, Logos Rising, which I think is the plan for the, the, new, uh, the new, new world order that is emerging uh, in the place of the American empire. Very good. I'll be sure to get that and do a, a critical review. I look forward to it very much. Your words and papers are very much appreciated. And I know on the international stage, your presence in intellect is also very much appreciated. So we thank you for being with us and we will continue to fight on for truth we will continue to fight on for our constitution and take a moment to say thank you, Father in heaven, for blessing our country and giving us the victory in Virginia. And please show us and give us future victories. Give us repentance, because remember, God says, uh, those who are called by my name, if they will repent of their wicked ways, I will heal their land. So let us continue to pray and repent 
and ask for God to heal our land. And we may have a renaissance in this country if he so wills it. But let's thank our Father in heaven for this for this day and to bring us and raise up leaders so that we can we can move forward as as a, a country of righteous uh, constitutional American citizens. So we thank you for joining us. We will continue on Friday with uh, Mike Harris and uh, talk about these and other continuing things. So join us on Friday and God bless you. Good night. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate free and can provide an income that you can never outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits, which annuities do in fact offer, it can be confusing choosing which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you to select an annuity that is right for you. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Cleveland Insurance Group.